But now that we've been in this for so long, we're constantly thinking about how can we cut back on the amount of time that it takes us to do things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like one of the main things why we're so successful in what we do. We're so like time efficient when it comes to doing the moves because we've done it for so long and we've learned already what works and what doesn't work. Have you ever stopped and asked yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? We have, and the answer wasn't what we expected. Hi, I'm Margaret. And I'm Stetson. We made a really big decision to do a complete rebrand of our four-year-old relocation company. New look, new business model, the works. Some people might think we're crazy. Do you? But it's what we needed to do in order to better align ourselves with our goals for our company. In this podcast, we talk about not only our journey through rebranding, but all things business. Marketing, building your client base, social media. In fact, there is never an end to the topics we will discuss here. So we invite you now to sit back, take notes, and enjoy the One Crazy Journey podcast. Welcome to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We are at episode 18 and we are continuing our conversation on how we've added $10,000 a week to our existing business. Yep. We're diving into it all and telling you how we actually, how did we actually learn this? It's yeah. been almost five years now, right? Yeah. It's been four, a little over four and a half years and we are going to tell you how we learn how to do this business in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you'll definitely hear some tips and tricks as well and some funny stories because we have some interesting ones to share with you. But before we get started, make sure that you subscribe to the One Crazy Journey podcast. Give us some ratings. We love to hear what you think about the podcast and what you're loving about it. And we'll definitely shout you out on the One Crazy Journey podcast Instagram. You can follow us over there. We post motivational quotes, tips, and you can keep up the behind the scenes on the podcast. And also. You can follow us at everything.nv over on our work Instagram if you want to keep up with all the business stuff that we're doing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But first, Stetson, let's let's find out what's going on with the house right now. Mm, yeah, so last week we, I think last week we said we got a house, right? Yeah, you bought the house. It happened very quickly, yeah. which is good because we've been waiting months for a house. <laughs> You've been looking for a long time to find a house. Yes, so we, um, we got the house. We had the meeting with the builders a couple days ago that went good. There's a bunch of things that we want to add slash change. So I'm just like, I think it's going to add up, but it will be worth it. It adds up quick. I went through this myself when I bought a a new build. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out to be a custom house because of the things that we did. And it does, it adds up. Right. But we were just talking about this where yours is like, back then it was, you know, $130,000 for your house. And now it's like, it's like $400,000. Exactly. (laughs) Now. So it's like, (laughs) we just got to be careful with what we're going to spend. But no, so we met with the builders. Um, we got yesterday, we went shopping for floor, countertop, tile. And it's been really fun because if you follow us on our Instagram at everything.envy, we've been having you guys kind of help us help me style the home. Really fun to watch yeah. people interact and help you choose your finishes. Yeah. So really we're going to continue to have you guys, um, you help us along the journey on that. And it's yeah. really cool because a lot of the stuff that's like everything that you've rated the top we're choosing. So you'll be able to kind of see. You'll see it come together. Come, it come together. as it, And as the tile goes in, mm-hmm. as the flooring goes in, it's going to yeah. be really fun. To yeah. Imagine. And it's actually really helpful. Me and Brandon were like, 
looking at it and there's like hundreds of people that have voted. So it's like really awesome because they give you good feedback. Mm-hmm. And oh. I was like, okay, 52% gold, 48% black. Like we're <laughs> going with gold, you know, it's, it's fun. So it's really nice to have your help with that. But yeah, so we picked out a bunch of stuff and who knew there were so many things to choose, right? I mean, I know. I yeah. thought it was just floor and, and countertops, but now you have the grout, you have the floor for the walk-in shower, you have the floor for the bathroom. It's like, yeah, we haven't group, even picked everything yet. Little that group was just of us, a couple things. Yeah. Little group of us went to the house and, and did this whole walk through, walk through and wrote things down because there's a lot to think about when you go into those meetings with the builder. Right. And so we had a list of things that we want to add slash get pricing on which is good. Like, and even just outlets or I really do want to add smart lighting in there. And I'm pretty sure we really just need to pay for extra bulbs because I, I want it so. to be like connected to a Google and our, or our Alexa, depending yeah. on which one we have a Google now, but I think ring is with Alexa. So oh, if we're going to get a it? ring, we might switch over. Oh yeah. Which would be see. hard to get used to. Cause I feel like we would be like asking for Google, <laughs> but <laughs> when you really want yeah. Alexa. <laughs> So, I mean, there's so many things, but it's yeah. nice because the house is already, I mean, it's drywalled, it's built. I mean, we really just windows came in. Windows are in. Yeah, windows the are roof's in. on. Yeah, we came I mean, in the all, perfect yeah. time where it's like the other builders back, the other buyers backed out. We came in, we purchased it. And so now we just get to kind of do the fun part, which is pick the finishes and then it will be done in a couple months. So we don't have to wait too long for the house. Yes. Yeah. So you're in the fun stages mm-hmm. right now. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So we got... um I got my farmhouse sink. I wanted a farmhouse sink. We got, it's in the back of my car right now. It's huge. I got to go drop it off at the cabinet <laughs> place. Um, I needed a farmhouse sink. So we got that. And yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things to think about, but it's all fun. Yeah. So definitely. Um, good stuff. Stay tuned then stay to tuned the Everything stories. Envy right. Instagram. Because we'll need to. your help. And we're also going to start our IGTV series. So that will be kind of fun. to So you guys can see the house before this stuff goes in watch it go in and watch it come together. That's mm-hmm. going to be super fun. Decorating once yeah. it's all done, moving in, downsizing, all this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun, but we are on vacation technically, but yeah. I don't feel like it's been vacation because I've had like meetings and like the house and <laughs> running around. My husband said to me yesterday, so uh, how long are you planning to work today? <laughs> I know. We're like, yeah, we're on vacation. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, calls come in. We're still taking them. We still scheduled. I scheduled a consultation for a move in yesterday. I scheduled one for mm-hmm. when we get back from so-called vacation. I think vacation is us just not doing moves. But we still, we're doing our podcast, we're doing Instagram, like we're doing emails, you know, we still got to keep still it going. Doing so stuff. Yeah, we can't just drop off the face of the earth for two weeks. No, but we, we could, did. but it wouldn't be good. No, <laughs> but we did decide not to schedule any jobs. Yeah. So that's really nice because yeah. we, we haven't Especially very busy. for next week, Thanksgiving week. and Yeah. And we probably would have taken that week off anyway. So vacation yeah. looks a little bit different. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't really, t- and you know, it doesn't feel right to me to just chill to just sit around I can't do it I'm not very good at it I know my wheels are always spinning and if I figure if I'm just sitting here then I'm on Instagram and I'm liking photos and I'm engaging Mm and yeah well yeah and that's what we do we're part of that one percent crazy we really are vacations kind of make us feel a little stressed out because we can't do stuff for our business. Yeah. But if I'm sitting down, I'm listening to podcasts on. Yeah. But I think stuff. it's nice though. <laughs> like it's a very a good thing just to chill. Like yeah. n- even if you're still doing work stuff, Yeah, but just 
at least cross one thing off your plate and like take a break from that like the biggest thing for us is moves because we can't do anything when we're doing moves we just Mm -hmm. have to focus on that so yeah it's nice just to be able to relax more you know we don't have to be in the office all the time or get those creative juices going again Mm -hmm. and just like yeah have time to reflect relax a little bit and just kind of get back on track with what we want to do yeah because we were so focused on the summit and Mm -hmm. we had a lot of jobs a lot of moves going on so it feels good to we were just going 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 for like you know well, yeah. all year really, but especially the past two months. Yeah. With the summit planning and interviews, moves. Yeah. So and I've taken this time, I made some great progress in getting caught up on bookkeeping. You know, I've been yeah. pretty good about keeping certain things going in the QuickBooks, but like reconciling and stuff. Mm-hmm. I let some of that go. A little right. Bit and we're going but fortunately too. QuickBooks has been good to me. So I've kept good records. So everything's been reconciling nicely, yeah. but I still have some. And we're going to do. pass that off soon too, which will be nice yeah, to wear. We're going to, we're, we're getting not, a bookkeeper. You won't have to do that. Right. Why? But for now, you know. But I wanted um, to get caught up so that when I hand it off to the bookkeeper, that at least I know where I'm at. Right. And we were talking about this like to our mastermind group, but you just have to wear all the hats sometimes like Mm -hmm. during the summit I had to wear the customer service hat all day you know what I mean like if you don't yeah we had we had a team before we let them go during quarantine you know and so it's it's us two right now and we're wearing all the hats for sure but you know what are you gonna do we're making it work and that's why it's nice to have these two weeks to just chill a little bit focus on what we really want to focus on and yeah make some plans get caught up on a few things Mm -hmm. without overdoing without trying to squeeze it in around jobs that's what makes it feel a little bit better this time exactly and here we are recording the podcast we're yeah well we love doing comfy we're we're in our comfy i'm in my sweatshirt i got a sweatshirt my cardi yeah I've got, my, just I've got my fuzzy ch- jacket on, which keeps me nice and warm. Because mm-hmm, it is chilly outside. So yeah. let's dive in because we're really excited to talk yeah. about, continue our conversation on relocations. And how we got started into this. So when I started, I was alone when I started the company. And I, as I mentioned earlier. In the- you were alone? That sounds so depressing. <gasps> I know. You were your, yeah, solo. But I was. I was yeah. solo. Yeah, I was a solopreneur. And I got introduced to this business saying there was a need for it, relocations in the senior relocation. So that's where I started. And I learned through trial and error. I really did. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of things by just trying and watching. Like when I first started consultations, um, I wasn't charging for consultations for one, but getting those first phone calls, like somebody would call me and say, I need to move from A to B. And I would stay on the phone way too long. I'd get in their story loops and I just, so, you know, and I didn't know, but then I'm starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I've been on the phone for 45 minutes. How do I get off the phone? So I learned and I really refined that. I mean, now during a phone call, somebody calls and they need our services. I'm on and off the phone in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I get what I need. We schedule the consultation and we go from there and we charge for our consultations now, which I didn't. In yeah. The we mentioned last week we do do that. And I think it's just realizing like you're pretty much going to talk about the same things that they're wanting to bring up during the phone call. And it makes more sense to do it to there, do it there. Yeah. or if you're going to do like a virtual consultation, like it makes sense to do it not over the phone. Because right. you don't know what they don't, you don't know what their space looks like, even if they're explaining it. Like you're going to hear the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just get, you know, the general information. Obviously, you're not rude by any means, but you're. Oh, no, there, there's a strategy for doing it. There, there really is a strategy for getting to the point, you know, when they call and they tell me their situation, 
I have a script, like you mentioned last week, I basically do. I have a script that I launch into, which just gets down to the nitty gritty right away. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't leave any opportunity for them to share any of their story or what's going on or how they're feeling uneasy because they've gained confidence in me immediately. And they trust that I know what I'm talking about. They trust that the company, we have all of this experience. Mm -hmm. We've done this time and time again. So they get that right away and then they relax. Yeah. Knowing that all of their questions will be answered during the consultation and and everything runs very smoothly. But in the beginning, it was hard. I didn't know how to do that. Well, I think that's a good, a very good thing. Yeah. Because you can spend all day on the phone, you know, like you were doing 45 minute, an hour phone calls, and then you'd have to go into your notebook at the time, write down more information. Like it can be, you know, a two hour thing where you really are going to, talk about the same thing in the consultation. Right. You really So you're wasting so much time yeah, in the, the day. The phone call is just the place to get their name, what their current situation is, you know, where they're moving from, where they're moving to, like the size of the house, size of the apartment, whatever it is, their address, spelling mm-hmm. of their last name. I always ask them to spell their last name. You want their address, you want is this okay phone number to reach you and that's pretty much it. You schedule the date, we'll see you then. Exactly. And then I always do a reminder phone call either the day before or the morning of depending on the time of the, of the consultation. But mm-hmm. I learned those things the hard way and like, oh man, I am wasting so much time. Well, and I want to throw into something that we've been loving recently is Calendly. Because if you're oh, doing gosh, virtual yeah. consultations right now, yeah, Calendly is such a good resource. It saves so much time. Mm-hmm. If you had that in where you do virtual services or virtual consultations, you know, people don't want you in your home quite yet use Calendly because it's all automated and you can just send them there. You can sync it to your Google calendar. And the beauty of it is you have, you don't have to do anything. You don't do anything. You just set your parameters and then they fall within your time schedule. And then you can just be like, here's my link. Please schedule a time works best for you. You know, and if you can sync your Zoom, if you want to do it virtually, you can sync your Zoom or you can have um, your phone number on there if they're supposed to call you. And then it will send them a reminder email mm, the nice. day before. See, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to remind them. Which yeah, see, is, these tools are great. These autom- these tools think, that help make your life easier, use them for Right, sure. and Calendly is free, but you can also do the paid version. And, and, the, and the paid version is super affordable. So we do the paid version because yeah. you can have multiple times and multiple like links or whatever. So Oh my gosh, it, it was such a game changer for us to use that. For the summit especially yeah. as well. But When for, we were scheduling our speakers mm-hmm. and our, they just appeared in our calendar, we look at our calendar and we see what's for the next day. Oh yeah, my gosh, but now great. that we've been in this for so long, we're constantly thinking about how can we cut back on the amount of time that it takes us to do things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the main things why yeah. we're so successful in what we do. Um, we're so like time efficient when it comes to doing the moves because right. we've done it for so long and we've learned already what works and what doesn't and work. And the same, the situations are the same pretty much every time. There's little subtle variables, but pretty much it's the same routine and same process every time. So going to the consultations too, when we streamline those, you Mm -hmm. know, we're in there, we tell them it's going to be an hour and it always is an hour, but we do so much about that. We talked about that on the last podcast a little bit about what we do. Go back and listen for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And then, you know, along the way, I learned how to stack boxes properly by watching the moving company. Mm -hmm. So I had a real, fortunately I had given, somebody gave me a referral for two different moving companies. One was good. One was very, very good one was not so good. So when I used a really good moving company for a while, they had, they 
also do fire service. So they always take the summer off and they help fight fires in the area. That's when I found out how good they were and how not so good the other moving company was. Mm -hmm. So, but I learned how to stack boxes properly. Like they stack small on small, medium on medium. They don't intermix. They don't go any more than four boxes high usually, Mm -hmm. unless they happen to have a really tall hand cart. They might go five. They might add an extra box, but they typically don't. And how I started labeling everything out so that I could see, you know, what I was packing, what I needed to unpack first. So I started labeling on three sides of the box, top, front, and side. And I also learned how to tape a box properly, but I think I created that myself, that special mm-hmm. way that I taped the box. Yeah. We've, we've never had a blowout Knock on ever. wood, right? But right. we've never, ever. And it's Even books. two mm-hmm. strands of tape, not four, not five, like it's too we see we strips. watch people like on Instagram sometimes we're not judging but it's like they tape one down the middle one across the side two across the side like they put so much tape yeah. on or they and tape it's all like, the edges they tape and, all the edges yeah. like girl it's so unnecessary you need two pieces of tape two yeah and of it's tape and really good. see we reuse our boxes where we can sometimes we don't because we're sending someone afar and we just you know they get the boxes or, or it's going into storage, but we'll reuse boxes where we can. And it's so much easier when mm-hmm. you only have two edges to cut. Right. And that's the one, just that one down the middle. In the exactly. Seats. Yeah, exactly. So I learned how to do that, created that myself. And, and then, it saves time too. It really totally does. Because, saves time. And money it, in the long run, if you're thinking about how much tape you're using on the boxes, because yeah, like for the boxes, unnecessarily two on the bottom, one on top, that's all. That's so all every use. single box yeah. we're using three, three strips strands of, of tape, three strips, yeah, mm-hmm. of tape, and that's all. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I learned that, and then just oh, some other little things I learned, like when you're taking artwork off the walls, I carry the pliers around, or you will carry the pliers around, whoever's carrying. We pull the nail out or the picture hanger out at the time we take the artwork off the wall, and we have a baggie in our apron, and we put them in there. So that way, at the other end, we have some things to hang the artwork at the other end. Right. And we just keep it all in the same bag for the client. And that's mm-hmm. where the aprons are really nice too. Cause we have that and we have our pliers that we can put in our aprons as well. So it's nice to just keep it all efficient. You know, that was another thing that I learned was using an apron. And that wasn't my idea, I'll have to say. It was a client. And I was hanging some artwork on the walls, kind of ironically. And I kept setting my hammer on the floor or leaning it up Mm -hmm. against the wall so I could grab it. And my client says, you know what? You could really use an apron. And he went outside into his garage and he came back and he had this white apron. Mm -hmm. And he said, here, you can have this. I was moving in his his mom, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was just helping. He goes, here, you can have this apron. And that's when I started using the apron. Never went back. No. I thought, why? Why didn't I think about this? You know, Mm -hmm. so you learn these things along the way. Mm -hmm. That's why we tell you, use the apron. So what I found out what not to do, I learned from the movers that wasn't very good. One thing that this particular mover did is he liked to turn dressers completely upside down. It didn't matter if he needed to or not. I mean, they could carry these things out. My other moving company, they had straps and they hooked these dressers on and they would walk it out together as a team so they wouldn't have to turn it upside down if it was a long dresser. This guy, no matter what, he and his buddy, they just flipped them upside down onto the handcart and away they went. So the first time I used that moving company, the client that I was moving had a lot of jewelry that she had organized in her dresser and oh my gosh, it was everywhere. It was falling out. Mm. I was finding jewelry on the floor. So I learned for one, well, I confronted him about this, like, what happened to this dresser? And he says, oh, well, you should put some paper in there next time. So like next time, great. Now I have all this jewelry everywhere. And it took me a long time to reorganize it. Yeah. 
And I didn't have a picture of it. Well, that's just something that like when you're new, like when you're first doing yeah. this, you like do not think about. Or you think that you have to pack everything out of the dressers and then pack them back in, mm -hmm. which you do not have to do. Right. It wastes so much time. Oh, yeah. And we always advise anybody we're moving, please do not take anything out of your no, dressers. No, leave them in there. Yeah. Right. Unless it's jewelry or something fragile. Yeah. So what we do now, our process now, is we look in the drawers. And if there's jewelry set up, because a lot of women like to use a drawer for their jewelry organization. And if that's the case, we will take a picture of it. And then we pack it up carefully into a moving box. And then, mm -hmm. we, and then we can very quickly put it back in the drawer. If it's something breakable, then we'll wrap it in paper and leave it in the drawer. Yeah. Because it's fine in the drawer. It's Unless it's obviously clothes. something like super expensive or like super, right. Yeah. But and normally, then we'll, yeah, yeah. Normally we have a different process. And most it. moving companies won't turn things upside down like that without them checking too. If they think they're going to have to move it upside down because of an elevator situation, because a lot of apartment complexes have elevators. So um, they will themselves pack mm -hmm. something into it and prevent it from being splattered around. But but I think that's like it definitely another thing of we've been in it so long mm -hmm. where it's like we think about all those little things. Because you learn the way other people do things are mm -hmm. not necessarily the way you would do something. Right. And it's all about like we, and we talked about this a lot last week, but we're really managing the entire thing, including the movers. So they know mm -hmm. to come to us to ask questions, not yeah. the client. You know, we're really kind of in control of the entire thing. Yes. So it's really nice to have that communication with the movers if we're like, hey, do you need us to pack this? Hey, is this going to be okay in the dresser? It's all about just, communication. And you yeah. might as well ask mm -hmm. if you're having, if you're having questions about something, hey, ask is this movers. okay? Yeah, yeah. Is this okay? How would you recommend packing this or whatever? Yeah. Because they're experts as well. Yeah. And last, in the last episode, we talked about what to look for in a quality moving company. Mm -hmm. So a good moving company, they're well-trained and they're, there are just little things that they will do just to make their situation a little bit easier well, too. Well, like what you were saying with that mover that like wasn't good, he, he would muscle up everything. And it was kind of disgusting because he'd be like, they would be sweating, like him and his team. He had a, a guy, an, there's two guy, of them. They'd be sweating, they'd be out of breath. They'd been, and they'd they, be frustrated with each other. Frustrated and always rushed. Yeah, always in a hurry, which we never understood. Mm -mm. Like with the proper moving companies, they always let us take the lead, like you were just saying. We take the lead and we give them a tour. We tell them what's ready to go, what's not ready to go. They never jump ahead of us. Mm -hmm. This team of two guys, they would just jump ahead. They would start moving dressers when we hadn't packed what's on top, like right. of a nightstand. They were so stressful to work with. But we learned. We learned a lot of things from them. Right. And we're like, why? I remember like do. driving home one day from a move. We're like, why was that move like awful? We're like, <laughs> why was it so stressful? And we're like, we did everything the same. Why did things go wrong? We're like, it was a moving company. Because the very next day okay, we're we never did, using you again. When we had our moving company that we really liked, and we're like, oh, yeah. this is how... This is how it's supposed to be. It's mm -hmm. a moving company. So if you have a moving company that makes you not feel really good with what you're doing, don't use them. Use another moving company. Yeah, there's always more. Just find a new one. I want to talk about the finial on top of a lamp. That's something that we learned along the way too. Like if you take the lampshades off yourself for the moving company, then you won't lose the little thing called a finial that holds the lampshade on. Mm -hmm. I have found through hard knocks experience that moving companies, sometimes crew don't know what to do with those things and they'll put them in their pocket or they'll throw them in a basket and or they'll throw them in something. Are. You have no idea where they are and then you have to go hunting for them. Yeah. Cause the moving company will pack the lamps. 
they'll take care of those. We'll wrap them in blankets. They'll put them in a lamp box, whatever they need to do. We don't normally pack lamps unless they're really, really small or something. Yeah. If they fit in a small box, then we'll yeah. put them in But ourselves. we always make sure that that's prepared because of like you were saying, it yeah. being lost, like yeah. the little fun, finial, whatever yeah, you say. Yeah, the finial. Yeah. I didn't even and know what it was misplaced. called. I had to look it up. Yeah. But just getting the <laughs> lamps prepared ahead of time. And yeah. also like one of the other things too that we learned, which is what we talked about last week of what we have in our apron is rubber bands mm -hmm. where we tie up the rubber we band, tie the cords, the cords yeah. for everything, because regardless of if they're a good moving company or not, sometimes they'll just wrap the, the cord around the lamp or wrap it all and it gets all tangled. And mm -hmm. then you have to deal with that on the other end. So it's just those little things. It's those little things that make your unpack and set up a little bit easier. And that's mm -hmm. one of them. If you don't have to spend five minutes trying to unknot a cord around a light the way they've weaved it in, mm -hmm. when all you have to do is pull the rubber band off, that's where you save so much time. And that's why we've become so efficient. Right. Another thing about the lights too is the light bulbs. Ask your moving company if they're comfortable leaving the light bulbs in. If they're not, then take them, pack them in a box. Yourself because, or again. Yeah, because they'll take them out again and they'll put them somewhere because they probably have had light bulbs explode in the truck. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why. Moving companies we use now, one of them's comfortable leaving the light bulbs in, one of them's not. The yeah, one in so Grants Pass depends. isn't, but the one in Medford is. So Yeah, what. so you ask them and then you make note like, okay, we're going to take the bulbs out for this moving company. Mm -hmm. But you learn these little things along the way. And then we've had so many little stories that have happened too while we, mm -hmm. while we figured these things out. Like Yeah, one of them, which was, and I, and I know if you're an organizer listening to this, like you'll get it. Like you've been organizing a closet or something and you found something that's just like, what is this? Or, <laughs> and okay, why is it here? Uh, I'm going to pretend <laughs> I didn't see that. No, one of the moves was we were, we were getting a closet prepared. And I... And I took this bag out. I, this wasn't on your list. We wrote down a list of stories, but this wasn't on your list. We know where I'm going. Yeah. So we <laughs> I took this bag out and it was like kind of dusty. And I was like, is it dust? Like it was at the very top of the closet. I was yeah. like, it was like a gift bag. So, That's what it, it was actually yeah, a gift bag. It was a, it gift, was a bag, white gift bag. And it had um, this like square kind of marbly type box in there. And I was like, why is it so dusty? I was like, what is this? And then I was like, uh, this is an urn for a person. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Luckily and I was wearing it gloves. Opened. It had opened and the dust was from the urn. And this and had it been open human. for a while. It wasn't something that when it, it didn't open when Stetson moved it. It no. had been open for a while. It was human ashes. Yeah. Luckily I was wearing gloves <laughs> all over my gloves. And I was like coughing kind of, cause it was like, it's dusty it's dust i was like it's very thin okay um i'm like i want get new gloves wash my hands wash my face like it was disgusting it i mean well it was weird. creepy it, it was creepy. more creepy because like, we moved, like you organizers you probably have had urns that you've dealt with and we've yeah. dealt with some fancy ones too i might add we've had oh, there was one yeah there was one spinning around with lights mm -hmm. and there was one that was inside remember it looked like a crystal with like oh, yeah. fish and dolphin in it, yeah, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway, this particular move, there were three urns because she had like her ex-husband's wife. Oh yeah. It was weird. It and was her first husband and then her second husband. Yeah, very weird. She very ended up weird. with three urns. And so it was the ex-husband's wife that had opened up. And I left with some of her on me. <laughs> yeah. Stetson was probably that was probably like the weirdest worst experience that you'd had personally on a move was when that urn I know I was like time. what is this why is it so dusty and then I realized yeah. I was like oh gosh and I I found a petrified banana 
one time that I don't even know how it got in there. It was like in a cabinet or something and it got mm-hmm. stuck way in the bag. I mean, it was beyond being a banana. It was completely mummified. I mean, mm-hmm. fruit flies, nothing was there anymore. It was completely without any moisture at all, black mummified banana. That was pretty funny. We yeah. found teeth. Mm-hmm. We we did a, a huge move out in a, in a house, the whole house packed up and moved out and we didn't actually say much about the teeth other than we found them but the daughter um oh yeah had said oh my gosh this is so gross oh my gosh can't believe you why Why did she keep these why did she keep these teeth but there were three crowns of a teeth Mm -hmm. one was gold the other two were silver one was like a partial crown Mm -hmm. it's really weird and yeah and then just like terrible well we mentioned last week things don't break on our watch very rarely we've been doing this for almost five years four and a half years and we and don't we've, have that problem. We don't have that problem. We've been very lucky, but I think it's because how we pack, how we communicate with the movers, you know, how we label things, etc. Mm-hmm. So removing this gal from this huge house, like it was like five thousand square, square foot. Yeah, five hundred. Oh, it's so big. Yeah. No, five thousand square, square foot home. Gorgeous. She had crystal. Um, oh, she had very expensive China. things. Furnishings were expensive. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the eight foot tall lamp. Yes, the eight foot tall lamp. Can and it, and it wasn't. It wasn't a floor lamp. It wasn't a floor lamp. It was imagine a regular lamp, like you would put on an end table only eight feet. Yeah, and we had to measure the ceiling where she was moving to to make sure that it would fit. Yeah, because, because we it sat sure. on a small little Asian looking table that was probably mm-hmm. like a four inch so it high added, table. Right. It added. Yeah. So this was it. the biggest lamp because it looks like a lamp. It looked like something you would see in a museum. It mm-hmm. was so Yeah, that's looking. something that we do too. Like we mentioned last week, we use our iPad Pro for everything. So we take pictures of, you know, if they have a huge TV that they're moving or you know, odd pieces of furniture. Mm -hmm. And so I remember you calling the moving company. (laughs) Yeah. And there's an eight foot lamp. They're like, oh yeah, like a tall, like a floor lamp. lamp. We're like, no, "No, it's huge. The lampshade itself was like four feet tall. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, oh, and there's that. Just funny thing. And they also had, she also had two really, really ornate glass lamps with Mm -hmm. dangly things hanging. Gorgeous. They had the, the moving company had to send a representative out to actually look at those lamps so that they knew how to pack them. Right. So there was some, I mean, we probably moved over, I would say over like three, $400,000 worth of stuff. Oh, I'd say so. And we didn't even move everything out yeah. of the house because she was keeping the house. Yeah. So we were just moving her into a smaller place and we did our normal thing. We pack like I mean, we packed extra careful because we knew. Well, she wanted her crystal and mm-hmm. she wanted some of the china, mm-hmm. but she had this big hutch in her dining room, this huge, which we also had to measure for that too, because it barely fit. It fit within like an inch. Yeah. And it was, fortunately it was two pieces, top and bottom, but we packed up some amazing. And I think we packed up like a 25 crystal. cent china set or something yeah. where it had the little plates, the medium plates, yeah. the large plates, extra large plates, every single kind of She wanted a full cup, set. Spoon. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we packed it extra careful. I mean, use the moving company that we use Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were unpacking. Everything seemed to go smoothly. And so we were unpacking. And then I noticed something was broken in one of the boxes. And and it was at the very corner. Yeah. And it was one of the china pieces. And I was like, I was like, like, this is weird. That's so weird. Because like we packed the same extra paper. And then as we were unpacking. And then I had one. And I was like, we're just, we're unpacking. And, and then like, Cassie had we one. Were, our, yeah. <laughs> our other team. And I was like, where, where is it? Like, 
it wasn't like the whole box. It, it was, was just a piece that had been close to a corner. And we noticed like later, like it's all on this one t- corner. Mm-hmm. And we noticed after unpacking and we found more mm-hmm. broken items and it was one corner. It was four boxes. Yep. And all it was in the all same in corner. the same corner. And so we figured either somebody wasn't paying attention and they slammed into a corner with all those mm-hmm. boxes. Or, I mean, that had to have been it. Yeah, because I thought, well, could it have happened in the truck? But they are pretty good. They tie things down so things don't move in the truck. It had to have been had walking been somebody up, elevator, the corner. or corner. Yeah. And so, you know, we're like, it's okay. And this was a huge move. And they had a three-man huge. crew and we had a three-woman crew. It mm-hmm. was a huge move, but... Well, huge in a sense, right? It, it felt for huge stuff. at the time, right? Yeah, it no, was huge for, for the stuff. And we were pushing, trying to get it done in one day, mm-hmm. um, the unpacker one type day, so much stuff. And so we're like, it's okay because I'm sure the moving company gave them insurance. It, everything will be covered. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, the moving company never talked to the client about insurance. And right. that was a whole thing for yeah. us. And that's another thing that we learned when we're doing these huge, huge moves with a lot of expensive things, you have to make sure that the moving company talks to the client about insurance because yeah. they were not once asked. And we take that upon extra. ourselves now too. Just we'll because talk of this one client. situation, yeah. just because of this one move. Because if we see that there's a lot of value there, we want to make sure that they have the choice mm-hmm. to insure their load. Right. So because they, otherwise they all had basic insurance, but it wasn't enough to cover this expensive Well, they, stuff. yeah, they just had the basic insurance and mm-hmm. one crystal bowl that broke was like $3,000 or more. Or one of them was like eight thousand dollars. So we had to break the news to the to the father of who we or were, it was the son, the son of who yeah. we were moving, and I mean it was just it it, it wasn't turned into anything. a thing. It turned into a thing, but not um, with us. Not with us. We ended up they ended up hiring us later to come pack up more at at their mom's at his mom's house. Yeah. Um. But but that's just another thing that we learned mm-hmm. is to communicate. communicate. Yeah. When you see that there's a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. talk to the moving company, tell them that they need to offer insurance to your client and talk to your client to say, because they're like, we would have happily paid, you know, an extra five, $10,000 mm-hmm. on this load. And fortunately we had, had already asked. had, cause I had already thought about this ahead of time when I created a customer agreement to have on there that we are not responsible. You know, we do our best to pack up to prevent breakage, but we are not responsible if anything breaks mm-hmm. and our client will sign the agreement, but that's part of our agreement. Right. But this time we learned about asking. And we felt terrible because, you know, and, and I think that was like the, f- I mean, that was the first and only time that we've ever had multiple things like mm-hmm. break. Or that it was were- clearly something happened with that stack of boxes. Exactly. All only boxes. all the rest of the stuff. Totally fine. Yeah. Nothing happened. And then, yeah. So that was a big learning lesson mm-hmm. for us. Again, wasn't anything that unfortunately we could have fixed. Right. But it's just something. And we learned early on about letting the moving company, well, I wouldn't say that early, but maybe two years in to let the moving company pack the lamps because we did have one lamp break. Of course, this was a moving company that wasn't very good and they dropped the box. So the The, lamp shattered. (laughs) It was awful. Our client was like, This is my favorite lamp. She had two of them. Mm -hmm. We're only going to bring one. This is my favorite. Okay, of course, we're going to take good care of it. Nothing will happen. It's in a box with paper, yeah. how we normally pack them. You literally packed. pick it up, bring it in, set it down. We un- we took the paper off and the lamp was shattered. Not Beyond cracked, recognition. Like you dropped it off the moving truck and it just shattered. Yeah. And then the movers were like, oh, it's fine. Here you go. Let them do it. I'm like, 
They just left it. They didn't point that out to us at all. They did not mention it. And and it was one of the last things we unpacked because it was a lamp. So yeah, we learned those things too. But that's pretty much, and then just one other, one other smaller move that we've had a few things break. Yeah. But it was again, unique with our client. She packed it and it was different, but I mean, yeah. honestly, out of the three, out of the four out and a half years we've been doing this, we've done, three yeah. things, three moves, mm-hmm. we've had things break. And I think that's pretty lucky out of the hundreds of moves that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we do have liability insurance. Right. But uh, we, yeah, we've, and but, I believe it's because of our getting prepared. Yeah. And we it's like doing the same things. Certain, we yeah, pack in a certain we way. We pack in a certain way and we do mark boxes fragile. And here's another thing that we've we've learned not necessarily because of what broke on that job but just because we've learned that if you have some extra fragile boxes point them out to your mover Mm -hmm. just say hey this stack over here be extra careful with because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of breakables in here right and they will it's all about communication exactly so i mean that's i mean there's so many things i'm sure we could just go on for hours yeah but that's basically like how we learned it and again it's really just trial and error and doing it so many years. And now the moves are just so seamless. We do them always in the same way. Mm-hmm. You They're know, like so streamline. We, we mentioned we have everything we've ever would ever need in our tool bag. We have our aprons, just yeah. those little things too, that just save so much time in the long run that if you're new doing this, you just wouldn't think about like the boxes, stacking them all together, yeah. size by size, yeah. how to pack certain things, like how to build your boxes, how to save your back, which we didn't talk about, but we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, how to just save your back so you're not bending over constantly. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, it's a lot of work and on a move, you could be on your feet for eight to 10 hours plus. Yeah. You never know. So mm-hmm. you want to be sure and reserve your energy to last throughout the day. Exactly. How yeah. to lift things correctly. So it's been an experience and it's definitely been a journey, but we're excited to continue the conversation next week too more details of how we do what we do Mm -hmm. thanks for listening to the one crazy journey podcast where we have a brand new episode every monday like what you hear then subscribe so you never miss a show and while you're at it why not hop over to our instagram at everything.nb and follow us there so you can keep up with our stories and on a side note we often make references in our episodes about the programs books and apps and other tools that we love if you would like to know what these tools are then take a look at the show notes for this episode and find the link to our free resource guide well that's it for today so you can listen to us next time on the one crazy journey podcast and if you use your imagination you can see us too